Hey everybody, Neil with the Dashley Gentleman, and with me, I have Frank. Say hi, Frank. Hello! Also, OG Ryan, say hi. Hello, everybody. And tonight, we're going to talk about how much smarter we would be in movies than that people in those actual <laughs> movies. Whenever the writers just kind of like uh, softball something in there. Like, and, like and, and then he died. Look, we, we need a plot device here. Um, let's make our characters do something real stupid so that the look bad guys can... I'm looking at you, Prometheus. <laughs> I'm that, telling that you, that fucking movie. That fucking movie, that movie and Covenant are two of my, like, just absolute top ones of... Yeah, but why, though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of like... To be honest, that's the movies that came to mind when I thought of this topic. <laughs> It had to have, just because, like, they're terrible. Oh, yeah. Well... I achieved nothing. Take, take me through it, Frank. Take, take me through what you would have done different Covenant. In Covenant? Yeah. Okay, so Covenant, I would not have, A, landed on a planet, and then been like, there's absolutely no fauna whatsoever on this planet. You know where we're going to go. We're not going to say... It's going to land and be like, do you hear that? What? Right. All right, lads, back in the ship. Okay, <laughs> now this is clearly spooky. Let's not do this. Nah, dude, let's take off our helmets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they're like, they're, they get off and be like, like you hear that? What? Psst. Oh, good. Well, wonderful. I mean, <laughs> look, and I know that, like, I know that in this show, that, like, they make this clear difference between, like, the soldiers and the, the civilian scientists, but I feel that a soldier being a human person is not fucking immediately just like made literally of meat and a desire <laughs> to pull a trigger. I mean, like, I feel like they have some thoughts and I feel that Covenant did not exactly represent a soldier very well because they're like, you know, like there's a, there's like the little, the little pod or whatever. And the one dude's like, one dude's like, And then he crushes it. That's weird alien stuff. <laughs> Probably shouldn't get that close to that. And I'm like, why did you crush it up and then just snort it? I mean, like, I mean, okay, now, I would have given it a pass if the guy came out of his little cryopod immediately fucked up and Jones and Bay like, I need cocaine! <laughs> or, like, he's, like, trying to, like, snort, like, you know, bathroom cleaner off of, like, the, the, the fucking sink. But like, all right, this guy clearly has issues. And then he looks at this thing and like, nothing. All right, well, I'm going to find something else to snort then. And then, you know, he turns into whatever. But but why, though? I mean, like, what what possesses you to do that? And then further in that movie, when the fucking captain looks, spoilers, when the captain goes into the little cavern thingy and, and David tells him his big master plan for making all these fucking alien things and he sees the diagrams and he sees the people and David explains to him they killed the entire fucking world's population and he says he's perfecting them down in the basement you've already seen them come out of two of your fucking friends he takes him to the basement and shows him little egg pods and, and obviously the answer is to be like <laughs> <laughs> okay, all let, me of put, these. let me put my face in that what, what is this and then, you know, he yeah, it opens up and whoosh, he's all, oh, and I'm like, no, you deserve everything. Everything <laughs> is happening to you right now. I'm like, I hope that I hope that alien ejaculates twice down your throat. 
<laughs> I, I do. I mean, you fucking earned that one. <laughs> so what? What about the dude that's like? What's his name? Danny McBride. What about him coming back into the atmosphere with his ship to save his wife? His wife confirmed dead. Confirmed like, dead. I mean, Let's she, go down she's there. Dead. She's dead. Thing catches on fire, explodes. I'm like, boom, done. And he's like, I'm going to land 15,000 people. Uh, ah! I mean, look, I know that, like, you know, your, your emotions can take over. But I mean, there's like 15,000 people. <laughs> it's not just you and the <laughs> media crew. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like if it was like if it was like me and Dose and my homies, then I'm like, all right, we're going down. But I mean, like it's not like it's not you're not in a little tiny. It's not like you're landing an X-wing, you know, where you can kind of like maneuver some shit. It's like I'm gonna take the star destroyer and I'm gonna land this thing in an open field. <laughs> you, you what? You what? You what now? Nobody You're will see You're not doing me. any of that. You're not doing any of that. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, like, I, I love that the other two people in the in the the little room, like, they had to give their blessing, and and he's like, "Come on!" And they're like, "Okay, no." There's a reason why there's supposed to be three of you that have to make the decision. That's a terrible decision. Checks and balances, dude. <laughs> I'm all like, dude. I'm like, House, Congress, fuck you. I mean, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, might as well fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I, oh. There's so much about both Prometheus and Covenant that's upsetting. Where I'm like, Ridley Scott, did you read this? Did you I mean? I feel like sometimes, like a lot of these can be avoided. Like these situations can be avoided if just the director and/or writer read it out loud. You know, like in Prometheus, Charlie's there and the super scientist that orchestrated this entire thing for the revival of her company ran in a straight line away from the rolling the rolling oval of doom that was only maybe 30 feet wide and did not think to go left and or right to avoid certain death. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't put that in there. Maybe that's stupid. Maybe I shouldn't have these scientists put their fucking faces right into alien stuff you know i mean god damn it's so dumb it's <laughs> not it's really so is. dumb it's so i mean prometheus did it too because they had the two asshole scientists the one ginger and then the nerdy guy who got his arm head off like they did the same thing they're like but at least, at least one of them was like no nah, i'm gonna keep my mask on and i'm like oh good six face in you fucking you're halfway there <laughs> You're halfway to not being fucking stupid. <laughs> Just don't. God. Ryan, how would you do uh, Atheist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not be there is, is yeah, always an acceptable much. answer. <laughs> I'll be honest. I saw the movie once and I forgot pretty much most of it. Except all a, the bad shit that Frank already mentioned. Particularly yeah, that is, that is the running, running in a straight line away from a wheel that's following you instead of just turning and going in the other direction. God, dude, I was in the theater going, what? <laughs> what is happening? I Why? That way. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I mean, either one, you know? Oh, God. It's terrible. You're like, okay. I, I don't think this, these are new tropes. In, in the, you know, those are they're just, not 
They're not, but I mean, like, they present it, the way they present it, they're like, these are super scientists that are going out to colonize another world. I mean, like, so they should have been our best or brightest. Mo most of them have been like, you know, this one's got two PhDs in this. This one's like a construction guy that's got all this experience. And he, the, all these are not, they're not like, you know, you know, Joe crack asshole that comes in off the street. And, you know, he, up until recently, he was doing bum fights for money. And now we're going to put him in a spaceship. You know, I mean, like, th these people have, like, platitudes of degrees iq is upwards of like 180 and then they get run over by a big fucking wheel <laughs> <laughs> i mean like I, you know i just feel like at one point whenever they sit there and they do these advanced calculations or these like uh they they discuss all this biochemical engineering and, and genetic mutation in the ship and they're just kind of rattling it off the top of their head you should probably not be daunted by Newton's first law of physics and or literally the origin, the origination of locomotion. I mean, like, you know, probably be like the wheel's been around for 15,000 years. I know within reason because of Newton's, it's going to keep going in the same direction until something stops it. So if I, as a, as a person with better mobility, go left and or right out of path, I will be fine. <laughs> but as a scientist, obviously they think they can outrun it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like that's that would be like a soldier decision, but I would want them to own it, to look at the wheel coming at him, not particularly fast, and be like, "No, fuck you, wheel!" and then <laughs> <laughs> and just like hauling ass, like taunting the wheel as like, "Come on, bitch, come get me!" I'd fucking be like, "This guy gets it. He knows. He knows what he's doing is dumb." <laughs> See, that's why one of, one of my favorite movies is, uh, what's it called? The, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin, <laughs> Cabin in the, yeah. yeah, Cabin in the Woods. Where, like, they start pumping in drugs into the cabin, and all of a sudden, like, the, the lead guy's like, I think we should split up. <laughs> I know. And, and the stoner guy's like, seriously <laughs> <laughs> i know i love i love that movie it was like they had like a trope list like i think in, in the movie they actually had a literal trope list where they're like okay you know got the 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 slutty teenage girl the jock stoner and then you know they, they checked all these boxes i mean it was amazing because they hit all the things that they could be made fun of as a movie they intentionally put in there and then told you that they were doing it the movie was just like I mean, it was just a stroke of genius from beginning to end. That movie was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it's so funny because it's like you want to be like, you know, like, why the fuck would you go in there? But then it's like they're they're already explaining to you that it's a terrible decision, and they are altering perception of these children in this area specifically to get that end result. And I'm like, I love that. I love I love everything about that because I can't I can't make fun of this movie. You can't oh. pick you can't pick it apart because it was you know working as intended. It's like oh, a movie, so movie within a movie, because like maybe it helps explain why people in other movies make such stupid decisions. Mm -hmm. Like the fucking dude that decides he's gonna jump a gorge with a fucking dirt bike. You know, I'll send help. Yeah. <laughs> I I I laugh so hard. <laughs> I think I think I definitely missed at the front of my trousers. If I'm gonna be honest, I mean, when he hit that, I was just like squirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it was awful. Uh, I mean that that's basically the baseline to uh, all other movies. I would say all other horror movies, or sci-fi, or whatever you. I mean, basically any kind of slasher flick, any kind of B movie. 
That that would be the baseline. Maybe maybe they made that movie to be the baseline. You no. Know? Or they're just well, making fun of it. I think no, they're just they're straight up making fun of other movies. I mean, like <laughs> they, they made it. I love that they made a, an actual story based around the idea of making fun of other movies by using other movies as a guideline to get what they needed. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, they had they had like the big checklist of all the different critters. Excuse me, that were in the basement, and then they're they're like they'll you know, and they all place bets, and like like oh, chainsaw family, you know, I really want I want zombies. I'm like who the hell actually wants zombies? But they're like oh, but I, I really want zombies. They're like oh, you know, Gloria Down in Accounting voted for zombies, so if you want to vote for zombies, at least you too. You know, I'm I'm like I, I love that they made it like they made a business out of it. Yeah, and then they made the pooling out of it, and then they made it kind of like a uh, a white blue collar you know activity similar to like UFC, but dead people. <laughs> But I always had like questions like, how did they get them? You know, how did they corral these people? The okay people, critters. Because then once like they all kind of came out and went like completely ballistic, I was like, you didn't have a containment plan? Even Ghostbusters had a containment plan. I mean, they almost blew up New York. So I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just feel like if you're if you're ready to unleash the world's mythological evil. I think that you probably should have a backup plan. Yeah, I mean, okay, so that that would be the one complaint about that movie. Yeah, there you go. Is yeah. is the fact that you know? Oh shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, like she, she pushes, <laughs> she pulls a lever, and then everything comes out, and like, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "There wasn't like, you have to pull two levers and a dude with a key, you know, <laughs> to unleash everything." I mean, even the, I mean, fuck, even missile silos require two keys and like, you know, like like presidential authorization codes. I mean, like a three a three step system for for ending the world is not really that much to ask for. <laughs> I feel. Yeah, that's that's some SCP containment breach shit right there. Like, yeah, really, really, you have all this really truly horrifying shit that can end humanity locked up in this bunker. And a power failure is what gets you guys. Yeah, no. right. Really, no. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, nobody had a generator or even like a dude on a bicycle. You know, I mean, like, it would take literally anything. Or, or why would you even have it depend? You know, who designs places? That's a that's a movie trope that I fucking hate. Who designs places that if, if there's a power surge, shit just opens? I mean, like, you would think that it would go the opposite direction. Power surge, everything like like locks come down. You know, right. be like, just there's not a power, there's not a, there's not a charge anymore. It drops down like an additional 18 tons of steel in front of every door. Boom! This guy's getting it. But but in these movies, they're like, oh, there's a power edge, and then you know, like the fucking, you know, the entire pantheon of Lovecraft comes out being like, hey, I want to, I want to fuck somebody up. <laughs> no, <laughs> who 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 designed this place? You're crazy. I can't remember what game did something similar to that. I think it was one of the David Cage games, like uh, Indigo Prophecy or Fahrenheit, as, as it was called, where you go into like the insane asylum to interview somebody, and they're all the way at the end of the insane asylum, of course. And after you're done interviewing them, there's a power outage, and every single door just swings open during the power outage. It's like, fucking excuse me? Yeah, you're like, where? <laughs> like, your tax dollars at work, people. I, I mean that 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 makes me honest. I think I think it was Indigo Prophecy. I think so. Yeah. I feel like it's uh just a trolley architect. It's just they're they're out, going out of their way to be like, you know what? I'm gonna put this little secret in this building because I'm I'm done with it. I mean, 
I, I don't care. I got paid, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. That's general contract. General general contractors at work just trying to cut corners, being like, "Look, I can save so much money on an electrical system if I just make it so that if there's a power outage, all the doors open, and then they'll be too busy trying to contain everything to worry about what I did." They'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like in in Cabin in the Woods, where like the final the final like solution is to is to off the two teenagers, and I'm like, just shoot them. You know, Sigourney Weaver comes in there and has a monologue with him. I know Sigourney Weaver, I wouldn't even say anything. It's like, they're sitting there like, what is this room? Pow, pow. Don't worry about it. Roll them into a ditch and be like, all right, God's got their blood. Fuck them. All right, you guys, you guys can show your shit. And we're going we're gonna to contain this breach. Because you know, we're talking about hypotheticals that I would have done. Pop, pop. Move you over. Roll credits. So, you know, the bad guys win. Psh, fuck yeah, everybody go home. You know, you're... Cash in on your 401ks because we just lost house half our staff. But <laughs> <laughs> seriously, how many how many movies do you remember where the bad guys actually win? And in in not necessarily like a cliffhanger fashion, just it it ends and that's pretty much the end of the movie. And there's no other sequels. Right? I can't think of any right off the top of my head. Now that you've asked me, really Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart. That's true. That I mean. True. The, the the bad guys technically won that one. No, they definitely won. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> the bad guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say so. But I mean, oh well, then the, so then so then by extension, uh, the messenger, the bad guys won because the good guy was Joan of Arc and they they burned her ass alive. So, you know, a plus right there. Yeah, good point. <laughs> but it was, I mean, as as fictional as as those movies are, they're, they're technically based on. History? They're not fictional, Neil. Those things actually happened. No, no. Braveheart. <laughs> I'll tell you this much right now. I've read it a lot. Traumatized the... history. No, no, no. Very is based loosely on history. Dramatized history. Well, of course it wasn't. <laughs> of course it was. Because, I mean, like, they wanted to show Scotland having a straight-up battle with, with England and, and, and prevailing, and that never happened. So, I mean... You know they they had to they had to fud you know what this is a podcast for another day I'm not getting into it <laughs> I'm not getting into it I'm not doing it that's probably for the best because I could have big lectures on that and and I'm not going to damn it that's not what we're talking about I didn't even come prepared for that really to be honest <laughs> with you you know what I'm gonna get Frank going again here we go you know one movie where bad guys won the Dark Tower because it got made here we go here we go. Strap in. <laughs> you know what? You're right. It did. The bad guys did win because it did get made. And I will point out though that I think that the um, uh, that they they definitely lost in the end because it cost a ton of movie money to make that movie, and it lasted an week in the box <laughs> office. So I mean, like, I am glad I went to go see it in the theater because it uh, it didn't make it beyond the first week of opening. So I went Friday to Friday, and it was gone fucking everywhere. I mean, like, they pulled it <laughs> everywhere. I mean, there, I haven't seen a, a movie that universally uh, despised since the immediately preceding Emoji movie, which only just <laughs> barely managed to get a shit in your score than The Dark Tower. <laughs> By that much. I, and I it was, a, Neil, it was a movie, it was a movie, it was a movie about cartoon poop. Oh, I know. And I... it just barely beat The Dark Tower, Neil. <laughs> I... I don't know, man. I mean, I think it could have been a good movie. I mean, 
No, no, it couldn't have been. I mean, who thought to make like who thought to make the fucking emoji movie? Like seriously, like. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Dark Tower. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> but I agree with that as well too. Yeah. And I mean, even no. my, it's funny because even my I asked my kids because there's a trailer for it, and they came on and they're gonna. I'm like, do you guys want to go see that? No. Fuck no. Don't curse. Because <laughs> I don't as well. I don't want to go see that either. So. <laughs> like, everything about it, the trailers. I mean, I'm the script, everything. They're like, let's just cash in on the young kids, even. <laughs> but come on, I mean, even like, the third iteration of Despicable Me was, was all right. You know. They put a little bit of effort into it. I have I I got like I got like twenty minutes into the first one and I'm like, people enjoy this? <laughs> this is entertainment now? You people <laughs> disgust me. <laughs> it's not highbrow enough for me. I'm gonna go watch the fourth marine movie. <laughs> <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. You know, I never watched Silence of the Lambs beginning to end. I always catch it like what right the at the fuck? right in the middle or towards the end, you know. Wow. You know, I, and I always get the two plots confused between that and uh, seven. What? Yeah, don't don't fucking. What is wrong with up. your brain? <laughs> <laughs> many many things. What's in the fucking basket? <laughs> see, see, he, he, get, open, gets he it. opens it up. He opens it up like just like a big ass towel full of lotion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is dramatic, but I don't know why. <laughs> uh, there's a parody movie that needs to get made. Seven of the Lambs. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yep. We just let's do it. Come on. Just got fucking Morgan Freeman dancing in front of a mirror. It's <laughs> all tucked in. <laughs> I, I'd fuck me. <laughs> but yeah, Seven's another movie where the bad guy wins. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, posthumously. <laughs> I mean, he got what he wanted. I mean, that's still a victory. Yeah. <laughs> victory or nothing. Victory or nothing! For the king! <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, what what do you think would uh, you'd be doing different in the Harry Potter franchise? Oh my god. I don't think I could have gone through my first year without at least taking multiple lives and just <laughs> being repeatedly kicked out of the forbidden art section because, I, I mean, I'd have been like... Like trying to, I, I would have pretended to be a fat kid for like the time that I got there, the time that I left, just so I could like stuff a bunch of those like really gnarly, uh, dark magic books under my robe, and be like, oh, too much pudding, and then waddle back <laughs> to my room, and then just devour everything. And, and I remember, I remember Ryan and I were in the theater watching, um, the fuck is the one, the the Triwizard Tournament, the the Goblet of Fire, yeah, yeah the Goblet of Fire, and and I remember whenever they're like, you know, you have to fight, you have to fight the dragon. I'm like, easy. <laughs> and Ryan, Ryan's like, I'm going to do you walk out there. I'm fighting Kadabra. Bam! And the dragon drops over dead and you just pick the shit up and just walk out. What the fuck? <laughs> Take me to jail. <laughs> I, I just, there's so much, there is so much in that movie that I'm like, there, there are no problems in my life I have ever been able to encounter that a well-placed Avada Kedavra could not fix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, you go up to the toll booth and, you know, it's a dollar. Like, I only got 89 cents. 
Well, it needs to be a dollar. <laughs> I'm fucking up, man. I mean, literally, because like even like you know, whenever they 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 have like the big the big fight in the end, and it's like the 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 Hogwarts version of Ferdin. I I was very curious why nobody was really getting violent because they're like they're like nondescript spell and then dude falls over but presumably kind of k and i'm like <laughs> fuck that i'd be like like waving that shit like a fucking duelist and be like sectum sepra and fucking dude's arm flies like, <laughs> i would i'd be splitting dudes in half i mean like i mean like in the, because they're werewolves you know you gotta you gotta show dominance you stick your hand in there and you just paint your face and then you just start just dicing people up. You got like fucking brooms and body parts flying in the sky. <laughs> be like stirring people up with razor wire. It'd be great. <laughs> and I don't understand why nobody did it. They got the giant, he throws a rock, and I'm like, dodge a rock. A vada cadaver. Giant falls over. Come at me, bro. I'll fuck kill y'all. I mean, I don't understand why nobody killed anyone. That's why I didn't like about Harry Potter, because he's like trying to disarm somebody. I'm like, Harry, you should probably consider murder. <laughs> See, <sighs> Frank, you forget that, you know, numbers matter, okay? It's just like in Vampire the Masquerade, all right? So in Vampire the Masquerade, if you start just killing people nonstop in public without any regard to, you know, covering your tracks, <laughs> people come after you in great numbers. <laughs> you underestimate how fast I can say Avada Kedavra. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, like I would be the dude, the first one to bring up, be like, be like, <laughs> two ones. Why didn't anybody else think of this? Be fucking like stand at the end of the bridge, just like like fucking uh, Ocelot and, uh, and uh, MGS4. Fucking <laughs> dude just falling over the sides. That'd be great. Just got, Frank's just got like a 1990s yak back and he's just like Avada Kedavra and then he plays it on the fast forward option and just tapes his wand to it. <laughs> I'd be sitting there like with my phone on the other hand just scrolling through the news. You'd be dual wielding your wands but holding them on your nipples. I mean look and I know I know that I'd be the only wizard to go in with like assless chaps in a full erection. <laughs> <laughs> So, so three wands is what you're saying. Yeah, I got a fidget, I got a fidget spinner on my hog. <laughs> I am the worst thing in the wizarding world. But I mean, like, I feel like at one point in in Harry Potter, like the 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 forbiddenness of the three nasty curses kind of like goes away, and they become sort of normal. So I feel. I feel like that that the good guys should have been substantially more liberal with their use. I know that I would have been doing it even at peacetime. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not a good example, but I'm just saying, like you know, when they're having like the big fight and like you know they're struggling and the the bad guys are using like all these like super hardcore killing curses, and I'm like, you can kill this person. They are trying to kill you. <laughs> I mean, when you know, wise man won't say when someone tries to kill you, you you kill them right the fuck back. And and I feel I feel like you're kind of like you're pussy now. And I think that you need to really kind of crucio the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I mean, and so like we know the Muggle world exists, right? I mean, like it's not like it's unknown. I so, mean, and, and we know that just shit in the Muggle world can be dangerous because people get hit by like um, rocks and they crash into pillars and shit. So I mean, like wizards are not invulnerable. 
to yeah. muggle shit. Did anyone consider getting like a blunderbuss <laughs> or a cannon or some or kind even of just a handgun? Uh, like, literally just a handgun. I mean, like, I, well, that's what I wanted so bad. I mean, because did you ever watch uh, Wizards? It's like a 1977 rotoscope movie. Yeah. So like, it, it, there's this. Uh, th did you ever watch it, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, like, at the end where the two wizards are fighting, and like the the one dark wizard, he like has like making this huge spell, and his brother counters it, and he's like, "All right." I'm going to show you a trick that Ma showed me whenever you weren't around. And then the dude throws his hands up to defend against his brother and he reaches into his robe and shoots him in the fucking chest. <laughs> and I was like, boom, fuck you. That would have been me and Harry Potter. You know, like this dude, like he's going to make this fucking fireball. And I'm like, <laughs> and dude falls over to oh, fucking... <laughs> boom. Oh, wait. Um, um, a, a Vatican. <laughs> I'm like, or even like a... <laughs> you shoot him. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wizarding duel. It's a new spell called the Bangatus Fuckimus. <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's just like you got a wand with like, like it's your failsafe. Like the wand is normal, but like the inside, it fires like a small bullet at the very end, just comes off like cartoon, like, and then. <laughs> I just don't know why nobody ever used. I mean, like because I know it's England, so you can't really get like a handgun. But I mean, like, homies got like a lots of over under, you know, hunting rifles and shotguns. I mean, did anybody consider, or did anybody consider just dropping a flying car on somebody? Seriously. <laughs> or like picking up, like, you know, use your magic and pick up a big rock and just roll it down the bridge when they're all trying to come across? Why does no one think to increase the body count? <laughs> I think about these things. I mean, that's so you're talking about like what I would do differently. They got bridges coming across. Roll a fucking rock down the middle, dude. Well, like, you know, like, th this is why they had to have Harry Potter set in in the UK is because this shit wouldn't have flown in America. No, because in Americans would have been like, like, all right, guys, Voldemort is coming to you know invade the American Hogwarts, and they just like swing open the gun cabinets, and there's just fully <laughs> yeah. automatic weapons. Like, put your wands over there. Grab yeah. one of these. <laughs> I mean, because then, like, you know, that, like, in the American Hogwarts, you know, the, 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 the Death Eaters are coming down their brooms, and, like, you know, the, the, uh, the flat cannons would be opening <laughs> up on the top of the school. <laughs> you see, like, just, like, ass blood and guts just flying <laughs> from the... <laughs> and then just wizards are flying. I mean, it would look like the Battle of Britain, like, all over the place. I mean, it'd be really hard to, like, hide that. But, I mean, at what, at what point do you really care all that much about secrecy whenever you're trying to fight tooth and nailed for survival? America doesn't fuck care. <laughs> they will they will turn the sky into ash. So I mean I'm just saying wizarding community could probably learn a little something uh, about Colonel Stars and Stripes. <laughs> you know? Speaking of turning the sky to ash. My favorite my favorite segue. <laughs> How about the Matrix? Was well, awful. I feel like the Matrix is really hampered by Neo's lack of imagination. Because I think Go that on. if Neo had ever at one point in his life been like, like looks over at Morpheus, looks over at Trinity. Am I only one in this goddamn room that ever watched Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? end of the fucking series right there. I mean, like, Neo, like, like he goes, he's like, he's out of the Matrix and his hair's all short because he's like fucking buzz cut because he has no hair. But you jack him in the Matrix, he's got super long hair. And then Major Smith shows up, and it gets on. I mean, he just, just fucking levels New York. You know, yes. fuck it. Fuck him. You know, I mean, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. 
What are you doing, Mr. Anderson? Oh, you're gonna find out. <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't move. Stay right there. Yeah. Give me a couple oh, episodes. <laughs> I wanted. I wanted so bad. Like, I mean, because he goes, he gets into this, like, the super martial arts move set, and I'm like, you know, that's that's cool, but that wouldn't have been me. Because I'd have been like, I'd have been like, one punch man. You know, I would have been literally so strong that I can hit you and unmake you at an atomic level. I mean, so like, you know, like, I'm not going to do th this thing. I'm just going to like wave my hand and you're just going to cease. I mean, just everything about you. Like, I'm, I'm just going to unmake you at the genetic level. I, 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 like, so I don't understand why like nobody thought about that. Or like, what would be even cooler is like you get like somebody like me in there and then you check on the matrix and then and you take them out. This is the real world. I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. And then you put me back in and then I'm literally slathered in armor from head to toe and I'm riding a fucking two headed dragon. <laughs> I mean, like, nope. I'm not really all worried about agents, actually. Funny enough, it's like <laughs> that scene scene in the Matrix where they all, you know, jack in at once, and like it goes around and like the 360 pan and shows everybody, and like the last person it gets to is Frank, and it's just fucking Doctor Manhattan. He's like, "Don't worry, I got this. You guys can go home." <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that'd be me. I'd be floating. Like, wave your hand to fucking Agent Smith. Just. Ah, ah. <laughs> I would just imagine, I mean, like, guys, there's two agents in this next building. Hold on, let me hit Tilda. Bring up the console. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking no clip. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what building? What people? Yeah. I D D Q D I D K F A. Yep. yep. All right, I'm good to go. Yeah, like. I just, I mean, like I said, I feel like the, the whole movie, like it was, even though like the, the, the idea of the movie was somebody that is so psychologically free that, and so imaginative that he frees himself from the bonds of reality to fight in this fictional world. And I'm like, he still seems to be really set on the rules of this world though, because again, you know, like if he really, really believed in not being in being like this all-encompassing God figure, I mean, he could have been legitimately God, and just like Jack in the Matrix, you know, Agent Smith shows up. No, I mean, gone, and then just like you know, like you know, all the agents. What agents? And that would have been the end of the fucking the end of the movie. I mean, the whole machine race would have been like, I, I don't know. I mean, he just fucked everything up. <laughs> That's because I have fun. Because like, all these movies, the problem that they have is that they set, they set the tone for the movie, and then they, and then they give you the, the formula. And if it's too open ended, people that have imaginations can look at it and be like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, like if you were really going, if you really could be that powerful, why didn't you just go fucking wild? <laughs> well, I mean, you look at like Dragon Ball Z, for example. Is you get so fucking powerful, and then you're like, "All right, well, I made this guy too powerful, and I gotta dial it back a bit, or else I have no more room for story." Um, literally, like, you know what? Season one, Dragon Ball Z, Goku, or not Goku, Vegeta, freaking blows up a planet, just boop, like like it's nothing, you know? Yep. Ain't but no then, <laughs> but then he fucking has to go fight Goku, and he has to charge up for a while and get all crazy to do his Gallic gun. And then, you know, it it might blow up the planet if it hits it. And then skip to season two, 
Oh, Freeze is gonna blow up the planet. Oh, no, he's only gonna blow it up after about 20 minutes of waiting and six more episodes of fighting. Uh, so, like, <laughs> it's, like, continuously, like, oh, the, the threat seems bigger, but the amount of destructive force that they have is, like, not quite as much. It's because Goku's there to absorb a lot of the hits, man. See, that's the other thing. Goku is so strong that he can take the shots that would have blown up a planet. Sure. Okay. <laughs> And then, like, in the Cell Saga, you got fucking Vegeta doing his final flash for the first time. And fucking, he skipped it. And he skipped it. <laughs> he blew up half of Cell. He's smart. And, and then his beam goes off into wherever and blows, yeah, blows up something up some else. Other, yeah, some other planet. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck you know, him. I had a good life. <laughs> fuck him. It's not us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to happen in the very, the very last episode of Dragon Ball Super is that final flash to like come back <laughs> full circle and like yeah. kill whoever the big bad guy is. Oh my god! Then because then then you know Vegeta would have been like, I knew it all along. That was me the entire time. You're Calcul- welcome, everyone. Calculated. Did, did yeah. you know that the universe is uh, spherical? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I aimed it at a black hole and I came back around because uh, that's how space time works because only real Saiyan princes would know that. <laughs> All right. So I'm sitting here thinking about the Matrix and I feel like I feel like the lunacy factor in the Matrix would just could have been un, like unprecedented. Lunacy. I would have loved I would have loved to have existed in the Matrix because I wanted to be jacked in and just be like a fucking like a like a literal hydrogen bomb with big old fucking boxing gloves and just run around and scream kapow and fucking nail people i mean because there's so many there's so much room for creativity i just i want that because then like you know you can just, you have, have cool catchphrases like you know like i'm about to go nuclear or like you know come on guys let's split and and like you could just the fun you could have is just oh oh so good you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I really wish the Matrix Online would have been successful. Yes. They could have done a whole lot with it, such as Frank's crazy-ass ideas. I mean, it's kind of like what Grand Theft Auto V is now. Like, you fucking load into Grand Theft Auto V, right? Okay, so you got most of the people there, all those, you know, the people that are unplugged, playing normally. And then every now and then you'll see... A giant, like, mech made of F-16s. <laughs> <laughs> With tanks for arms. And it's like, there's a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I and I agree with that. Because I'd have been doing shit like that, too. I've been dressed up like a fucking, like, 1850s cowboy riding a shark with bare legs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Agent comes up being like, there's a glitch. Oh, I mean, like... I just eating people on the street. Now that would have been me. I would have been fucking sick to my stomach laughing every time I got jacked out of the Matrix. <laughs> so much that if I had been like, "Look, we got to talk. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't be doing that." <laughs> Don't you fucking tell me what I can't do. <laughs> You'd be just driving down the street, and all of a sudden, a giant fucking windmill pops up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that happens so often. By the way, I would love. I would. I would love to be the guy that puts a windmill in the middle of the street, but have it be like one of like ye old 1730s windmills. 
with like the wheat inside, you know, and I would just, I, I would just ride around that like on a fucking donkey outside and just be like, <laughs> but like I'm going to fight the giants, and then just have everybody in New York have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I mean, there's so many times where the architect would be like, gotta fucking reset these people again. God damn it! I think that would be that would be how you win. In the matrix how many times you can piss off the architect before he just literally keyboard flips and just walks out of the room you know i mean just like break the reality so badly that he's like you know what fine just let them all out F just let them out i don't care anymore we'll, <laughs> well just we'll we'll just die we'll just starve Fuck it architect is looking at one of his monitors what the fuck is oh god he's spawning ten thousand cabbage heads again <laughs> yeah just <laughs> Just flip the switch like in Cabin in the Woods. Just let them all out. <laughs> yep, exactly. Just fuck it. Whatever. You know, like, be like me, me in there, but like, Murphy's got to get the ships ready because he's about to let everybody out. I mean, this dude is fucking flipping out. I mean, like, you should see what the buildings are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I think you would like Grand Theft Auto V, Frank. I'd turn, I'd turn everyone in the Matrix into Bob Ross. <laughs> All at the same time. <laughs> we need to get a private server for Grand Theft Auto Five. So I might actually consider playing it. Yeah, maybe because it sucks as is right now. You have to spend it's like too expensive. It's yeah, you have to spend a lot of money to get money. You're literally buying money for money, fake money for real money. I don't. I don't want. I don't want that. It's too <laughs> expensive. Yeah. I mean, like every day, like I see the game go on sale. It's like like oh, it's forty percent off, and I'm like, it's like thirty dollars still. I'm like, oh. It's a fucking what nine-year-old game now? Yeah, I mean, game? like, I always feel like I'm at, I'm at that point where I'm like, I think that Steam could definitely go with drop, dropping the price a little. You know, yeah. I mean, I just I always feel like, and it, it always seems to me like the ones that they decide to drop the price on, I, I never feel like it ever reaches below twenty bucks. And I mean, that's my that would be my consider price is twenty like below like fifteen dollars. Yeah. But I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't even find like a, I can't even find it in GameStop for that. Like everybody still sells it for like fifty fucking dollars. It's still very active. Like the and fact that it, that it's still in session mode, where you can only have between twenty and thirty people in a, in any instance at a time, is still very upsetting. I mean, come on, how hard is it to just integrate so you can stay on one, maybe maybe a couple servers? You know, kind of like wow. No. I mean. I guess it would depend on how many transformers they build. Yeah, because I mean, like, it, it's all fun and games until Optimus Prime fucking kicks your 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 sweet your slick ride through the sky. <laughs> True. I mean, seriously though, like, that makes the game fun because just running around shooting people and doing missions just grindy as fuck. But every now and then, when you see Optimus Prime show up, like, this I think who thought of this? I, I think like. For for like a for a for a session type game, some of the most fun I have ever had was playing Rust, and this is not an endorsement for Rust because the game is fucking terrible now. But I mean, like when you start and you have N Rock, and you literally chase like me and me and Jared did this. Me and Jared did this. I, look, okay, look, I was present and Jared did it. How about that? Let me let's go with that. We chased a guy. Oh, okay. for, we, yeah, we we chased a guy. Sounded like a child. We have no regrets. We chased a guy through the woods, fields, and through the snowy Alps with a rock screaming, show me a dick. 
<laughs> show me a dick. I won't kill you if you show me a dick. <laughs> and then when he stopped and said, just leave me alone, we said, nice dick, and then beat him to death with rocks. <laughs> it's like high school. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much was. But like, it, we literally chased him from from morning to morning. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we through the woods at night, there were wolves. We chased this dude to look at his weenus, and then we beat him to death with rocks. And I think the most fun that I think I ever had on that game was whenever we were we were sand people for a little while. Do you remember that, Ryan? Yep. We snuck up on a dude. There's 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 a dude, and he was like going through all of this stuff, and and because they do voice chat. And so, like, you could hear each other, and and so we, we stuck up, stuck up on him with hatchets, <laughs> just hacked this dude to pieces, and it was glorious. And then, then we have the one guy who tried to hide behind his door, and we put a satchel charge on it. It was just a wooden door. The guy was like back there with like a little like pipe shotgun, trying to defend his 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 homestead, and we blew the door, his home, and him to pieces. <laughs> it was. Okay, that's enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about session play and, and online games and, and cheating, so Rust obviously came to mind first. Of course, yeah, we, kind yeah. of, we kind of got off the topic of movie tropes. <laughs> I well, I mean, we we're talking about where bad guys win, and and oh, I can't I, I can't think of any. I mean, I tr- I don't know what I don't know why I can't think of any movies where the bad guys win. Oh, the, the the Omen. Um, yeah, the Omen. He uh, the bad guy won. Damien, Rosemary's oh. Baby. So, like any, literally any anti-Christal movie, the bad guy usually wins. Yeah, I mean, as is prophecy. <laughs> the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> what? What about? Okay, this isn't a bad guy win thing. Kind of a separate thing. But what? What would you have done differently in a movie like Inception? <laughs> This is like it's the Matrix all over again. I mean, like I would have noticeably been kind of like I could do anything. (laughs) Okay, I mean, mostly because I think that depending on what we what the goal was, if I was just sort of like you know, if you fell asleep and we decided to jack into your brain, I would literally just pee on everything. And then whenever I come back out, I'd be like, Neil, I, I pissed in your dreams. I pissed all <laughs> over your dreams. <laughs> Keep that with you forever. I mean, like, we, you can go in life, you can get multiple doctorates, you can win the lottery, you can go to space, and you will never not be the guy I didn't piss all over his dreams. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm glad we came to that solution instead of what they actually did in the movie. The only thing I would do is kill the guy who was playing the fucking tuba. <laughs> I mean, just all the time. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I don't even remember much of that movie. I, I guess, like, because I just didn't care about it. I didn't find it all that interesting. It was all right. I mean, it's right now, apparently, on IMDb, it's rated as the number one sci-fi movie of all time. That's bizarre, because I, as a sci-fi enthusiast i i mean i was like passable i've only ever watched it once and i never felt compelled to watch it more than once so yeah meh meh 
Nah. I mean, I, I what like to put it in perspective. I watched uh, Warhammer Ultramarine twice, <laughs> and that's a direct to DVD CG <laughs> movie. And I would watch that a third time over before I watched Inception again. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, Inception is a long fucking movie. It's long and it's so it's so full of itself. Yeah. I mean, I was like, this is this is the kind of movie to me that the that requires at least two baristas, you know, and two <laughs> and two horn room glass adjustments before, you know, you can really start to appreciate it. So I maybe maybe it just wasn't it wasn't really my bag because maybe I, I don't know, because like I get, you know, they get to the end and I'm like, OK. All right. I mean, I don't know, because I'm like, this is the most convoluted corporate espionage on the planet ever. Yeah. I mean, like the amount of money they spent to implant that one thought in that guy. And I'm like, you could have just made that product <laughs> and then beat the shit out of his company. Yeah. Just blackmail him something. <laughs> just kill him. You're on the plane with him. Just smother, just smother him. I mean, he goes to sleep, smother him. Oh, he had a heart attack in flight. It was weird. You know, I mean, we tried to save him, damn it. But I mean, for some reason, we just lost him. Crashing yeah. this plane. We're yeah. the most survivors. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then they look over at Tom Hardy and be like, "No, it will look suspicious if not all of us are there, brother." <laughs> See, now they could have just killed him and did full-on weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, so uh, that's another. That'd have been fun, you know. At what point, like, does your mental manipulation get so deep that you can be like, "I'm going to leave an imprinted thought of myself in this person and reanimate the dead"? <laughs> See, now that's a sci-fi movie. I'm fucking all in for. That sounds like some some uh, Frank Herberty shit, and I, and I would be ah, it'd be perfect. <laughs> so deep into someone's psyche that when I got back out, I killed them, and then they came back. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how that would work, but I'm writing this. You can go ahead and write it, and <laughs> I'll tell you if, it, if it's gonna work or not. Oh hell, no, it wouldn't work. But I mean, half if look, if ninety percent of science fiction worked, it wouldn't make sense. True, but I don't know. I yeah. mean, like you look at something like Star Trek, and yeah, the the technology is a little further than we we can grasp right now, or even something that's even possible, but. It's not completely out of the realms of possibility. Star, Star, Trek's a, Star Trek's an interesting animal because it actually bases its shit in actual science. Yeah. Versus like Star Wars, which is like, because works. <laughs> because magic <laughs> and because, laser swords. Yeah, <laughs> because laser swords weren't cool enough by themselves. We need magic too. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's one thing I can appreciate Star Trek over Star Wars, obviously, because it's it does tie into current tech, current science, to make it fake science a thing. So. To make it to make it believable. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, but then you have like, you know, what 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 is the force exactly? <laughs> well, many chlorians. Okay. But those are microbes, yeah. Right. You know, you have enough many chlorians, you you're stronger at the force. Okay. How do they reach through space, though? <laughs> How do they go into other people? It's a really is, long game of telephone. <laughs> is is the force... Oh, that's a good point. Is the force 
biological in nature? Or is it like a, a sub-thought process that can touch all the things? And if it's like a game of telephone, is the force already dead and we're just now getting like the first touches of it? And if that's the case, are we getting the message wrong? So, I mean, as soon as they said, as soon as in the first one, the midichlorians, I was like, no, don't try to like, don't try to explain the force scientifically. It's magic. Okay, just let it fucking be a physical magic. Just you let know? it be space magic, please. <laughs> space magic. That's what we need. Look, I mean, fucking Warhammer doesn't even try to explain shit. So, I mean, like, you know, you've got the Eldar have magic. That's it. It's just known. They have magic, period. The, it is they're known. not like it is known. Yeah, it, it is known. <laughs> they don't try to be like, you know, the Eldar have like a certain grasp of certain physiological things about themselves where they have receptors where they can control lightning. No, they're elves in space that shoot fucking lightning. The end. Don't try to explain <laughs> it. Don't try to figure it out. They're just elves that shoot that shoot fucking laser guns and and lightning. Don't 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 make this more than what it is. <laughs> don't make us because that's the thing about Star Trek. You can actually pick it apart, and and people have done this for years since the since the original thing. Where like you have the flip communicator, and then people are like, oh, that's a good idea. Writes down initial plans for the first cell phones. Sure, yeah. Or like you know the, the you have the 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 screen the screen time like we're like we're doing right now. Writes down plans for you know Skype based almost entirely on Star Trek technology, and, and so like Star Trek actually like makes like at least enough sense. To where it kind of gives you the building blocks of imagination to make real things. Star Wars does none of these. So once you actually try to base your shit in some kind of faux science, you make people go, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and as soon as you do that, that is a downward spiral where everyone questions everything that you do from then on. I mean, because then, like, up until this point, you know, no one has ever watched Star Wars and be like, they wouldn't hear those explosions. <laughs> there are no explosions in space. You know? I mean, like, no one no one had done that before. But then, like, you know, episode one comes in with the Medichlorians and, and, and they tried to, like, get sciency in the prequels. Now people are like, there's no explosions in space. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucked everything up by explaining I mean, one thing. Try it because you can't. I mean, like, whenever you have something that is rooted in fantasy, do not try to explain it. You know, that's uh, it's like trying to explain a myth. Hey, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There's no explaining yeah, any of that shit. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a lot. Don't that's another podcast. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> Come on, man. That's twice you guys have tried. Stop. You're the worst. <laughs> At least we have our next couple of weeks set up. <laughs> yeah, you guys are getting me going. What's another? What's another? I'm trying. I'm trying to think about like. I had one movie trope that I was thinking about that I'm kind oh. of sick of. What's that? Um, so th this kind of ties into the Matrix, but more to a couple of other movies that I can mention, is that some somebody, usually like a, a brilliant engineer, or a scientist, or a team, will be like, "Hey, let's create like a robot or an AI or something to either save humanity or save the world," and then the AI always decides that humans are the problem and in order to save them they have to die Ultron. yeah being yeah ultron um i robot did this terminator you know, terminator yeah. yeah skynet yep yep 
And it's 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 always the same bullshit. It's you know, hum- humanity is beyond redemption. We've decided. So in order to save the planet, we have to get rid of humanity. And kind of an offshoot of that as well is just the super scientists that are like, oh, let's do this for the good of mankind. Oh, we kind of just fucked ourselves. Like <laughs> Half-Life or I Am Legend or Doom. <laughs> I'm going to cure cancer. And in the process, I'm going to make Olympic level zombies. <laughs> How does that even happen? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I mean, how come? Okay, so no, no. riddle me this. How come he cures cancer and these zombies can now run like, you know, breakneck marathons like 45 miles an hour, but Will Smith gets fucking winded going up one flight of stairs to feed his dog? Because they're all clones of Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usain Bolt got fucking bionic legs. <laughs> they're called Zoombies, Frank. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, Zoombies for sure. I mean, like, I remember, like, it was always so funny because uh, whenever we would play, like, Resident Evil or, or you watch Night of Living Dead, you know, the zombies, and, uh, and even, even like, um, uh, The Walking Dead, zombies walk. I'm like, I just don't feel like that's that threatening. I mean, especially, like, in some places where, like, people freak out because there's, like, a, a big herd of, of the dead coming at you, and you have, like, a big open field behind you. But, like, I mean, get, like, a pole and just, like, and then just keep walking backwards and just feel like you could do that for hours because you don't need to put that much effort into it because they're all soft-headed and shit now. But then I Am Legend comes in, and these fuckers are like, you know, it gets dark, and they burst out of there like fucking like someone's like, pow! And, and I mean, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, zombies that run. That's fucking horrifying. Vampire zombies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, was it uh, uh, World War Z? That was the same thing. Sprinter zombies. The sprinting dead. Yeah, the sprinting dead. Sprinters I that mean, climb on top of each other. Yeah, they're ants. Build a bridge out of them. <laughs> <laughs> but see I, that's, that's one of the cool things like one of the things i actually do enjoy about uh the walking dead is it's it's kind of recognized that initially the zombies were a threat because people were still trying to figure out what they were all about and they didn't you know there was still a lot of emotions involved oh man my, my, my loved one they that we can save them you know shit like that and then you look at you know season with Negan. Now the zombies are just kind of there. They're they're like an underlying threat that if you forget about them, they'll sneak up on you. Well, that's yeah. actually one of the things that I liked about The Walking Dead is that, uh, and a few stories and movies have done this very poorly. The whole man is the real monster sort of trope. I think The Walking Dead does it great because yeah, they present the zombies as the big initial threat for the first you know, couple seasons or so. And then they really get into how, no, the zombies aren't your fucking problem anymore. You've got no. bigger problems to worry about. Yeah. I mean, like, and there's a certain level of like decay that goes on over time where, you know, the zombies really ain't doing that good. I mean, at one at some point, the zombies are going to cease to exist just because like, you know, they're not, they are still zombies. Their cells aren't recuperating. So, I mean, like you see them in, as the show progresses going from like, you know, fresh zombies to being like, dirt zombies and then right. to being like dragging on the floor zombies and then you just kind of <laughs> i guess he's kind of dangerous if i laid down or whatever. walking dead season 20 they're going to be like actual skeletons with bucklers and short swords oh my god like, that would be D&D actually <laughs> that would actually be more that would actually be more threatening because i mean like because now they're like they're like nothing to hold me back and then they're now they're now they can run and you know but they don't ever get to 
You can't. There's nothing you can do. You just shoot at him, and the bullets like they're like. Made up army of darkness. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm badass. <laughs> I I I am I'm actually with you, Ryan, on the sci-fi thing about the the AIs taking over the world or destroying humanity. I want I want an AI that swings in the other direction. But I think that would be like working as intended and then not nearly as interesting. But I think that I think it would be neat to have a show where you have an AI whose genuine goal is the preservation of humanity, but then humanity being so like fed in with the the AI is trying to wipe out humanity that they can't cope with the idea of an AI actually working as intended. And so they're trying to destroy it. And the AI is like, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could see that being a uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost movie, like like this robot or AI that was designed specifically just to fucking wipe out humanity, but all it wants to do is plant a garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I I love. I mean, I like. I, that's I, that's one of the things I liked about about Dune and like the Machine Crusades because like it talks about the creation of AI and and everything like that. But then it always had human masters. So it was AI working as intended, but only for specific people. So like there was the six titans who made the AI and then they made the AI and the machines to service humanity and they let humanity get exponentially weaker and fatter and lazier while they still stayed fit. And then they said, okay, everyone has one in our home. Humanity is now our slaves. (laughs) <laughs> and then they became the overlords of everything because, you know, the the armies were all machines, the, the servitors were all machines, and then they make themselves machines and they proceed to rule the universe because no one can fucking stop them because they made literally everything. I want that. I want that, but I don't want it to be I don't want it to be doomed because they're going to fuck it up. <laughs> and they're going to get subpar B actors and they're going to put it on sci-fi with the Y's in it, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to hate everything about it. Man, Frank, Frank got himself going on that one with Dune. I did. I did. I mean, I, I just... The sci-fi, the sci-fi adaptation of Dune, I had such hopes. And then I was confused. And then I didn't understand the outfits. And I didn't understand their art direction. And then I'm like, why are the Sardar Call Rain berets? I'm like, why do the why do the Reverend Mothers have solar panels? <laughs> I don't understand this movie much. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. What do you think was a more faithful adaptation, the original or the uh, sci-fi? Because I know sci-fi. you had I know you had problems with the original as well. Yeah, the the sci-fi mostly because like the the original, which I don't understand. Um, they talked about the weirding ways. They actually talked about them but like the weirding ways was like was like a a physical and a mental conditioning that that humans achieve but then in the in the original movie which was weird to me because it was worked on by um paul uh, paul j or kevin j anderson and and paul uh herbert they decided the weirding ways was a was a gun that you scream into and that makes shit explode and, and i'm like where the fuck did that come from i'm like that's a weird choice Everything else about it was more or less accurate. But then, like, the fact that they had the e guns and they made that the weirding way and not something that Paul taught the friend, the Fedekin specifically so that they could be more effective frontliners. I'm like, you're missing the entire point. I mean, mostly because, like, let's say, like, let's say a gun like that existed. Do you really think that the Fremen could have been able to mass produce them? There's no fucking way. 
They live in the desert. They live in literal caves. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no fucking way. They they still use guns, like like legit guns, firearms. Yeah, no but, one else does. But but Frank, Tony Stark built this in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. <laughs> but Stilgar's not Tony Stark. <laughs> That was like my only real big beef with um with the first one, mostly because I think Patrick Stewart uh being Gurney Halleck in that movie was wonderful. He was so good. I like the guy in the the other one, but man, Patrick Stewart fucking kills every movie he's in. Especially whenever they're like they're like, Patrick, we want you to be a grizzled frontline fighter that's hard as shit. Right. I mean, and then he just destroys it because I mean he he was just perfect for that fucking role and he got every nuance from the book was gurney halleck in that every bit of it and i'm like now i can't not imagine it so every time that i read any of the books he's patrick stewart in my head every time mm-hmm. i don't ever think about whoever the fuck played paul in the first one he went who went on to such prestigious roles like the main antagonist in showgirls <laughs> <laughs> i don't know his fucking name <laughs> <laughs> That should tell you how things worked out for him. But Sting played a great fader out though, even if he did come out of the movie thinking he was the Antichrist, which I don't really understand because I'm like, this is a sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you had lovely oiled up abs. So, all right, let me ask this. What movie paradoxes better solved and like the paradox avoided altogether. I think you had to be more specific. Like, you, okay, you I'll give you an example. example. All right, so like Terminator Free. <laughs> Terminator has the time paradox where, oh, so you sent Terminator in the past to kill your mom, and then they sent a guardian in the past to save your mom, and that guardian banged your mom to make you. So if you would have never sent that guardian to back in the past to bang your mom, you would have never been born. But you would have never been born to send the guardian back in the past. The first. What? Boom. How, how do you think you could have done that? Question. I yeah. do have one. I do have one thing that I would like to say. How would you like to be the guy? Okay, what makes you the guy? What would bring you to this point in your life when you're like, Johnson, come here. Look, I got. We got this time machine. We could send you back, and you could have you assassinate the guy who made Skynet. We could have you go put a bomb in there. We could have you go back with a, a literal video recording of everything that was going on right now and timestamps, and and have them convince them not to do this. But what I really need you to do is, I need you to go back in the past. I need you to fuck my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, how would you like to look a dude in the eye and be like, Johnson? I need you to fuck my mom. <laughs> look, you're my dad. I mean. You don't know I yet. But... Be, I want you to be my dad. And then, question: What if you look at Johnson and you say, "Probably not that suited of a candidate." Ramirez, come here. And then, as you turn to look at Ramirez, your skin tone changes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, would that happen if you change your mind in the spur of the moment like that? You know, what I mean, like, you, you like you look over, like, but like, you know, Hagar, come here. And then, like, your nose gets just slightly larger. You're like, what is happening? It's the beginning of Fallout 4 where you're... Yeah, I mean, it's like, there is this fucking picture of the dude from Skyrim. Looking around. 
this is pictures this dude from Skyrim where he says, I asked this prisoner his name and he stood in front of me for 20 minutes in dead silence, changing gender, race, facial features. I seen some shit. I seen some shit. <laughs> that would be that would be you talking to these people. And conversely, can you imagine being one of those people in that room? A being told by another dude, your commander, I need you to fuck my mom first. Second, as he's speaking to you, his face is changing color. His <laughs> eyes are getting different. Everything about him is changing. You just, <laughs> you know what? I don't want any part of this. Actually, I'm actually. Gonna, I actually think the machines might be right, so I'm gonna go. You're the machine. You gotta <laughs> you, go. <laughs> you are clearly. You are clearly El Diablo, and I cannot <laughs> deal with this. I will not deal with this. See, the problem with talking about paradoxes when it comes to any movie that involves time travel is that it's inescapable. Yeah. I mean, yes. Okay, so you send you send the Terminator back to you know back in time to kill whoever started Skynet. Well, how does that change things for you? It would have changed that you wouldn't have needed to send the guy back in time. So does he still go back in time? Like, yeah, it's, it's time travel is, you know, sure. time travel is travel difficult. Unless like you do something, <laughs> something along the lines of like, you're not, cause there was a, there was one sci-fi book. I can't, I can't recall the name of it, but rather than being like, we're sending somebody back in time, they were sending somebody back to a point in an alternate parallel universe. So like just by sending someone back in time, your universe would cease to exist. You would alter the irreparably alter another parallel universe's destiny going forward. Yeah. That I can kind of get behind because then it's like, you know, so then, you know, Johnson come here, fuck my mom turns into Johnson has gone back and has fucked my mom. I as an individual no longer exist. Versus, like, we are, we, you know, uh, time zero, we're presently still in time going forward. I'm going to send you back to alter the past, and we are going to be looking at the present day changes from your decision. They, uh, they covered that in Back to the Future, exactly like that. Yeah. Because I mean, one of my favorite uses for uh, time travel in a movie I've ever seen was Burr where the mafia has people that they just need to get rid of, but in the future, murder is super hard to get away with. So we'll just send them back in time and have somebody there murder them. Yep. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought that was, I thought that was a very a very interesting concept for a movie. What was the name of the movie? Looper. Looper. Oh, Looper, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Yeah. There was at least one good actor in that movie. <laughs> Hint, the last name was not Willis. <laughs> All right, so what other paradoxes in movies minus time travel are there? I don't know because I, I think paradox is difficult to quantify beyond beyond time travel because time travel is the most obvious where you can't you that that wouldn't exist anymore. So I think anything else would just be like, what, what doesn't, what just doesn't make sense plot wise. What, what plot device wouldn't wouldn't make any sense in in a in an additional movie? But that's like a lot yeah. of them. Well, there's... I think I think uh, one of those would be like, oh, hey, game tease, um, would be like Starship Troopers, where they you know hit Klandathu and the pod bay doors open and they all rush out. And the one guy says, Frank, 
What did he say? <laughs> Remember your training, and you will make it back alive. <laughs> you can't tell me all of those people forgot their training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least one of them had to have remembered. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, so, uh, th- there's a lot. There's a lot of that in movies, especially in war <laughs> movies, where you know, you know, we covered this in basic, and then like everybody gets just completely destroyed, and I'm like, that did nothing for you. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you're sort of like statements being made and then being immediately refuted in movies. Starship Troopers is, is like literally the best example of that, because. There's like there's like six million of you guys all landed at the same time. First of all, let's look at that a little bit deeper. Who who decides we got attacked by bugs first? Let's let's think about that realistically. We got attacked by bugs. Did you get attacked by bugs or did bugs happen to you? <laughs> you know, because I mean, like very rarely do I ever like go outside and there's like an ant next to my car and being like this fucking ant just keyed my car. <laughs> You know, or, 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 you know, like a, a fucking a spiders in my house been like fucking breaking and entering motherfucker. You know, it just doesn't happen. I mean, like bugs just simply happen. They're like a force of nature, even space bugs. And so then who, I guess it would be hubris because they are bugs, but let's, let's be real. These bugs are like 12 feet fucking high and they have razor blade everything. So I feel like they're just universally dangerous. <laughs> so who, who goes, I'm going to send every person in the universe we have that can hold a gun to fight on this planet that's their main hive sir do you want to bombard from space or (laughs) maybe take some pictures or do a little bit of recon they're just bugs johnson jesus just put them down we have guns (laughs) i mean i i just feel like i feel like maybe somebody should have thought a little bit deeper than you know what we should do just put everybody down all at the same time all over I mean, don't make a base. Fuck them. Go to them, you know? Let's find the tunnels and the rocks and turn them all over. They're just bugs. <laughs> that wasn't really a paradox. I just wanted to get Frank going on Starship Troopers. Because <laughs> it doesn't Frank make track. sense. It, it hurts me. It, I mean, like, there, there are things that people do in movies that just make me kind of go, what? <laughs> that doesn't make... Why would you do that? I mean, that doesn't... Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, but why, though? How about a movie that the entire movie is a paradox? Such as Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen that movie? Very good movie, actually. I don't generally care for Tom Cruise. I love that movie. I have not watched the movie. This is where I get to weep and say I have read the manga. Oh, read the manga? I did not know that. It's actually yeah. what the movie is ripped from. So. Nice. And it has an even better title than Edge of Tomorrow. It's called oh, All yeah. You All oh, You Need Is Kill. <laughs> I mean, That's I feel awesome. like the only way you can say it is you gotta do Clint Eastwood, Josie Whale's face. All you need is kill. <laughs> <laughs> I I've never watched the movie, but you know, I know that for the most part it does follow the manga. And I can say that the manga is definitely better. The book's always better, but the movie does have a significantly different ending. But I haven't seen the it. manga. Manga's better. I just What's know the... that it's basically Groundhog Day with guns in the future <laughs> in space. <laughs> what I know that has more comedy than than the manga does, because in the manga there was no laughs 
ever. There was nothing funny about that manga from fucking the beginning to the end. And I know that there was a few times where like Tom Cruise gets injured and rather than trying to be like, I need a doctor, pop. You know, no, you just start over. I, I think there, there were a couple funny moments in the manga where he wakes up and kind of figures out what's going on and he turns to his buddy and goes, Hey, is that the new gun that just came out? Can I see that? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah I, that, that's pretty I much like the, the dark comedy that was in there. It's like, yeah, well, I'm gonna die, and I'm gonna come back to life. Might as well make a couple of them funny, you know? Yeah, that would be that would be my my classic, you know, dress up all nice and then blow your head off onto someone else. <laughs> you we, know, um, game tees we talked about Inception a little bit earlier. Uh, it it kind of tied in pretty much the same way as the Matrix did. Except for it ended me urinating in Neil's head. Just for the lulls. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but definitely felt like it needed to be done. <laughs> so, okay, that brings us to, you know... Okay, Groundhog Day. Yeah, I know, I just... You've seen the movie, right? Yeah, who hasn't seen it? Anybody. You've both seen the movie, right? You've really never seen Groundhog Day? Nope. Wow. Classic. Great movie. Worry. It's a great movie. I mean, it, it's really good. It's it's it like there's a whole bunch of theories about the movie because they don't really give you a uh, a timeline. Like he dies and comes back to life, or the day just starts over. Every time, if he dies, day starts over. If he goes to sleep, day starts over. And there's speculation that he's done that for like over a thousand years and he's so sick of it and he's memorized every single facet of every single minute of the day. I can't remember how it ends up because it's so long since it. Um, he gets the girl and lives happily ever after as basically a superhuman. Oh, because he, he knows he like, you know, that I, I always have like, if I have a daydream, usually that's it where the day repeats so frequently, preferably on a day off, where like he, the day repeats so frequently for so long that he has read every book that the town has. He's learned every instrument. He speaks every language. He knows everything about every individual in the entire city. And that's tens of thousands of people in this town. He knows everything about their backstory, their lives, you know, everything about them. He knows everything that there is to know. And then one of the questions that he posits in the movie that was actually fairly profound, what if God isn't, is only all-knowing because he's lived for so long? And that's not, and that, that, that that's profound because it's different. It's the difference between omniscience and just being wise or being, being learned. And there is a, there's a huge difference between that because then that would be, that would mean that God in, in his infinite isn't omniscient. So that would be he just knows a lot of shit, but can't actually know everything forever. Right. So, I mean, like, I, I, I maybe maybe just because, like, I dig philosophy shit, I found that very profound. Just a, a, as a general statement. Maybe I read too much into it. Maybe it's just a fucking Bill Murray movie and this guy's riding the coattails <laughs> of Caddyshack. And maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just chasing that. I don't know. But I know that whenever I have a daydream, I think about, I go and I learn, I read every fucking book that I can get a hold of. And the best part is that we have the internet now. So like he read every book in the library. We can read every book in the world. 
you know everything. You'd be a master of every subject. You could be like, I mean, like, I don't know if I don't know how it would work there because like he always resets, but he always kept the knowledge. I don't know if that would work physically. You could become like the Adonis of of the human physical condition, right? And just be perfect. I mean, you would essentially be a living, walking god. I, I love that. I love the idea of that. Oh yeah. I, I would not waste it on um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <Burn. laughs> to be fair, though, I mean, I think you just get bored, you know? Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's why I kept killing himself because, I mean, like, he lived for so long, he'd done so many things. After all, he's just like, I'm just going to kill myself. I, you know, then he you know, drops a toaster in the bathtub, wakes up. God damn it. I mean, he get, jumps out in front of a bus. He goes into a fucking rock quarry uh, with a uh, using a, a, a groundhog as the driver in a, in a pickup truck. And the and the groundhog drives it in off off of a fucking 150 200 foot cliff. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, I don't know, groundhog's driving. <laughs> ah, hooray! Right. Awesome. Second question: What is it with Bill Marion and having uh, co-stars of small animals? That's only two movies. Yeah, but they're his best movies. I don't know. Well, I guess I guess three if you count Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I was I, I was gonna I was gonna say Zombieland, that kid. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember. Uh, you're talking about Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, obviously, not, not the, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> obviously, the best choice for Lex Luthor. IMO. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ghostbusters. What? I mean, those, those, I wouldn't call those Bill Murray movies, but. Well, if, okay, movies Bill Murray was in. Yeah. So, ergo Bill Murray movies. Slimer? I think, I I think that, I think if I had to pick Animal Sidekick and Ghostbusters, it would still be Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Or, or, um, Sigourney Weaver's, uh, firm poof. Perm thing. I think that would look like a chia pet, but that's just me. Well, I think we're running dry. What do you think? I never run dry, Neil. <laughs> I'm, I'm going in dry. Light the pillow. You better not shout. You better not cry. Better not scream. I'm going in dry. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Stop it. Stop it. I'm so glad this is where we're ending the podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, am. Well, it's me. Yeah, I could talk about everything all the time. So, I mean, like, if you have any other movies you want to talk about, I can talk about. <laughs> um, I think we're, I mean, this topic, it, it was solid, but, you know, we could just talk about movies like crazy. So, we'll, we'll have a six-part podcast uh, <clears throat> about the movies we like the most. <laughs> Get all philosophical. We're going to have a 12-hour podcast that's just me and Frank, and it's just Frank yelling for 12 hours about Dune. We get that that can happen. Sometimes that's the best because, like, I had a discussion with with a coworker, and he and I was talking. We were talking about Dune, and uh, and I was getting, I was you know like you do. I was getting a little excited, get a little into it, and uh, and he said, "Yeah, I just didn't like it that much." (laughs) And then I had a complete meltdown, and I, I just you know and I. I didn't tell him he was stupid, but I also didn't feel like it was wasn't didn't go unimplied. But that's just yeah. me. 
Yeah. My favorite one is, I think I think you might be wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got? <laughs> Stay a while and listen. <sighs> well, all right, guys. Thanks for uh, dropping by. Thanks for listening, watching. If you like what you heard, please rate, comment, like, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And, uh, you know, say something. I mean, we got Game Tease over here talking to us. He's saying something. Why can't you say something? You know? I say something. Man, when when we get these, you know, t-shirts we're gonna make one of these months, uh, maybe Game Tease is gonna get the first one. What do you think about that? You people that don't I, comment. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And he could totally wear them in his streams. <laughs> promotion! Promotion! Yep. So, anyways. We'll, uh... We'll see you next week. Hey, Squeaky! <laughs> Coming around the end, scooting it in. <laughs> oh, now everybody's joining. Look at this. Look at all the people. Well... <laughs> This will be posted on YouTube if you uh, missed it, which sounds like most of you did. Or, you know, iTunes, all that good stuff. We're still on there. Did you say misted? Mystify. I already mystified twice. You've probably been talking. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Frank. Stop it, Ron. Stop! Stop! It. Okay, that'd be another thing that I would change. I would definitely make sure Hermione doesn't marry Ron. True. And then Harry with what's her face, the, the ginger, Jenny, Jenny Weasley. I mean, like they basically started a dynasty, which I feel is incorrect. A dirty dynasty. I mean, it was definitely a dirty dynasty. <laughs> well, thanks, Jer. We love you. Yeah. You're like, why would you marry Weasley? So now, now both of you can suck at magic. <laughs> <laughs> One of you has to be good at something. <laughs> You've made yourself that much more mediocre. <laughs> I mean, like, I, that's what I loved about Harry Potter. I'm like, like your your one saving grace is you didn't die. That's it. That's your claim to fame. Get an education, because otherwise you you're fucking worthless. What's wrong with you? I mean, like, so, I mean, like you're like you're you're basically the fifty cent of the wizarding world. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got Frank going again. Frank, what? It, when are you gonna start streaming some stuff, man? I should. I just I should do, I should do like a, just a stream of some like quiet game and then just like just be like, you know what I thought today? I thought how much I dislike Harry Potter. Let me tell you a little something about As the Dark person. Tower. No. No, we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> Anyways. We'll catch so you guys speaking on the next one. Speaking of streams, I'm streaming Divinity Original Sin 2. Come watch it. He is. That game is super Come good. Come watch me get very, very frustrated at how hard that game is. I, I have I have just barely missed it every time. Like like I was leaving work whenever you started your stream. I'm like, Fuck. Oh, you failed a conversation? Guess what? A magma slug just one shot your entire fucking party. Wow. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Yeah, I saw that. I was jacked up. And so many times you loaded that save state. <laughs> That's amazing. Now I have to go back and watch it. You should. It's good. 
Alright guys. See you next time. Bye. Every time. Every time. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Until we talk about Harry Potter and then I just get mad again.